Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, the Game Recap Show. Going to get a little bit more into the depth of the numbers, exactly what happened in the game. Of course, the reaction show has already come and passed, and that's an instant reaction. But now, get deeper into it, deeper into the numbers, exactly what happened in this game. What an exciting game it was. The San Francisco 49ers defeated the Los Angeles Rams 24-9. This defense was absolutely fantastic, not giving up a single touchdown and really slowing down the Rams when the Rams got into the red zone. The 49ers with a bend and don't break, and they definitely did not break in this game, and they had big plays as well. Of course, also going to give away uh, some some game balls, you know, for offense, defense, and, of course, the hurt business where the reward guys were coming through with big-time hits. Uh, I love that part of the football game, so I want to make sure we recognize those players as well. Uh, but this was a game that you know, was really fun to watch because the 49ers have struggled on offense uh, but their defense has played so well. So you wondered exactly what you were going to get. And I thought there were some real big moments early on in this football game that told the story about how this game was going to go. First off, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, really got, and, Ty- and Tyler Higby got this thing going early. They were firing on all cylinders. They were moving the ball down the field. It looked like the Rams weren't going to be stopped. But then the 49ers stiffened up. They made some really big plays. And Samson Ebucom, the former Ram, comes with a huge sack. Uh, ben Skoranek, the fullback was supposed to be on the edge in the in the uh trips bunch formation and be able to get down and block ebucom he was not able to he got caught up by his tight end higby and ebucom flew in full speed at stafford was able to get a big time stop that was huge it held the rams to three points and then the 49ers turned around on their next drive like they did in the week before and marched all the way down and score a touchdown thought it was fantastic way to answer I think that's how you get the offense going. But Jimmy Garoppolo was on point early on, finding Jawan Jennings. And Jennings 
was converting third downs. And that was a problem. The 49ers versus Denver Broncos. Niners didn't convert third downs. They did in this football game. It was really nice to see Jimmy Garoppolo looked more in rhythm than he did the week before. I don't think it's the best Jimmy Garoppolo that we've seen by any means. I don't think he operated at the highest level for a quarterback or anything like that. But I thought he did enough to move the chains and help the team win the football game. And I think that's what's really important for the 49ers and for Jimmy Garoppolo. But let's take a look a little bit at the numbers because some of it is very interesting. Now, first off, the 49ers haven't given up a single 200-yard pass for the entire season through the first three weeks. Matthew Stafford was able to get there with 200 yards exactly. Uh, so he just eclipsed that number. It was just like last week. The Denver Broncos were the first team to get over 100 yards rushing with 101. So the 49ers defense is playing absolutely fantastic. And they're really hindering these offenses from getting going. And it's not like Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford aren't really good quarterbacks in this league. They definitely are. Yet the 49ers have made them look somewhat pedestrian at times. That is good news. But here's the numbers, and some of them are very interesting. Time of possession, the Rams had the ball 10 more minutes than the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but it, you wouldn't know it by the score. They only scored nine points, but they had it for 10 more minutes. That's something you don't really like. But first downs, Rams 21, 49ers 13. Uh, so the Rams were getting first downs. They just weren't able to convert when they got in the red zone and convert into points. That's huge. So an another way to see how good this defense is. Now, uh, 257 total yards for the Rams on offense. The 49ers with 327. The 200 passing yards, which I referred to. Uh, of course, Jimmy throws for 239, so he, he, he got it done there. Um, you, would you love more? Absolutely. Rushing yards, 57 for the Rams. 49ers have absolutely been stifling. Uh, run games this year, and they continue it uh, with this game against the Rams. The Niners had 88 yards. Interesting. I, I think going into the game, I was expecting them to get a little bit over 100. Since Trey Lance has not been the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, the run game production has went down. They were averaging over 170 yards in the two games that he started. Now, of course, Seattle game, he was out early, so I don't know how much that really plays into it, but uh, just keeping that as it is. So Jimmy Garoppolo's two games as starting quarterback, the 49ers run game has rushed for under 100 yards. I think a lot of it's what the defense is giving them, but uh, it's it's an interesting thing to monitor. The 49ers weren't crazy bad on penalties either, only accounting for four. I think that's good news. Uh, everyone was worried after week one, um, but you know overall the 49ers got it done pretty well. The Rams ran 73 plays to the 49ers 49, uh, but the 49ers had 6.7 yards per play well, the Rams only had three and a half. Of course, the Rams turned the ball over twice, and the San Francisco 49ers don't turn it over at all. And I think that is one of the huge differences in this game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn over the ball, and it ends up being huge for this 49ers team. But some of the individual stats before uh, we continue with what we saw in this game was, of course, Jimmy 16 of 27, which is only 59%, but close to 60, but his QBR is a 110 that was good. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. got the bulk of the carries at 18 uh, for 74 yards. Of course, Debo over 100 yards receiving. Most of it on his 57-yard tremendous uh, run back. Uh, so that is that was a great play, a great screen. So Jimmy Garoppolo was good enough for the 49ers to win. Their defense was absolutely epic and fantastic. Dre Greenlaw with 12 solo tackles, 15 tackles overall. That was a huge performance. Nick Bosa with two sacks in this football game. Samson Ebucom with two sacks in this football game, including a strip sack fumble to end the game, kind of put Stafford out of it. Uh, but you also had sacks from Hassan Ridgeway from the interior. You had a sack from Charles Amenehu, 
and you had a sack from Giamolo Lenore off the edge. Seven sacks for this 49ers defense. Fantastic performance. And you can't go without mentioning the defense without mentioning Alano Hufanga, who once again has himself another really big game, but an absolutely huge play where he intercepts it along the sideline. It seems that games against the Rams at home, there has to be an interception along the sideline. It was Fred Warner that did it in 2019. It was Jimmy Ward that did it in 2021. It's Now it's Talano Ufonga who does it in 2022. It is remarkable the plays they're making. Now, one thing to, to go into as well as D'Amico Ryans was absolutely fantastic. He kept Matthew Stafford off balance the entire game. He kept Sean McVay off balance. He took away the run game. He made them pass the football. And when he needed to, he took away Cooper Cup. It was consistently different looks. One time he'd be bracketed, Diameter Lenore to the outside, Talano Ufonga to the inside. The next time he would be on Fred Warner one-on-one and Warner would win. The next time it would be bracket coverage again, this time with Tayshawn Gibson and with Diameter Lenore. Uh, he was outside. They would single him up against Mosley. They would have a safety over the top the next play. It was Dre Greenlaw one-on-one. It was a consistent change and a consistent uh, Matt Stafford having to figure out exactly what was going on with Cooper Cup, and he wanted to get the ball to Cup, and Cup had a really good football game. Cup had over 100 yards receiving, and he was, I mean, pretty much targeted the whole time. It reminded me of Green Bay's game in the playoffs where they just kept throwing it to Devontae Adams early and often, and he was having big plays early in that football game, and then it kind of just disappeared. Uh, Cup never disappeared, but he definitely slowed down. You have to give credit to D'Amico Ryans, credit to Yamato Lenore for sticking in there and making tough tackles, but Overall, the 49ers' intelligence on defense, the fact that they understand and can recognize offensive concepts at the level that they do, because they fly around and they make plays. And you don't just make plays and tackles in the backfield without understanding what you're going against first. That is what is most impressive about this defense. They account for two turnovers, which two turnovers, one including, you know, that ends up scoring six points for your football team. Those things are huge. Uh, the Niners' defense is fantastic. I'm really, really impressed with this. I think it's one of the best uh, that we've ever seen in San Francisco, and that's saying a lot. Now, we've only been through four games, so they're going to have to prove that they can stay healthy, and they are without Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. Uh, of course, Armstead left early in this game. Kinlaw missed the game, yet the 49ers were still able to stop the run and hold the Rams at 57 yards because of players like Hassan Ridgeway and Kevin Givens, who probably will never get mentioned around the national media, but should because they played absolutely fantastic in Ridgeway. It's a sack, which isn't even what he's asked to do. He's asked to stop the run, but that's just how good this 49ers defense is at all three aspects. Jimmy Ward, Jason Brett looking to come back this week as well. Kyle Shanahan said that in his presser to the media. So this is good news for the 49ers. They're only going to get better and better. As far as the offense goes, I thought it was a really solid game plan for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, The big run to Jeff Wilson Jr. That play was fantastic. A short toss. Two-way go. He can decide which way he wants to go outside, inside. He elects to go off tackle. They get a little bit of push, kick on the edge. They pull Charlie Warner down. Warner was off ball. He comes down the line of scrimmage and traps, gains a defensive tackle for the Rams. Uh, Spencer Burford comes across from his right guard spot to the left side and kicks out Bobby Wagner as Wagner was looking to fill. It was excellent blocking from top to bottom on that play. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. logs the fastest time for a 49er this season getting close to 21 miles per hour, getting to the end zone on a big touchdown run. It was absolutely fantastic. It set the tone for the game. Even though he only has about 50 more yards in the game rushing, 
it's still established that hey, they could they could execute and they could run the ball. Plus, it got the momentum in the 49ers' favor. I thought that was nice. Kyle, Kyle also took advantage of tunnel screens. He hit Debo Samuel on screens. He hit Brandon Ayuk on screens, letting those guys go create. And early on in the game, when they got the matchups they wanted, they went to Jawan Jennings. And you could see as the game went on, different matchups presented themselves. Uh, early, it was Jawan Jennings. Then it was Brandon Ayuk. Then it was Debo Samuel. Then in the second half, it was George Kittle. And he even took shots to Charlie Warner and Ray-Ray McLeod. Uh, did they work out? No, but he was willing. You know, and, and that's one thing people are like, why are you throwing it to Charlie Warner? Here's why. Because if George Kittle looks like he's going to block, are you expecting Charlie Warner to go out for a pass? No. So you catch him off guard. You catch him in a matchup that you want. Take advantage of it. That's what a good offense is all about. The 49ers and Kyle Shanahan were executing good offense. The other thing to remember, and if I can find the clip, I will. It's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo after a timeout. He's yelling over to the sideline, hey, Kyle, was that right? And he's talking about the fact he can the play. Well, they come out and they run the play, and it ends up being a touchdown by Jeff Wilson Jr. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo putting them in the right uh, plays is important. That's something a veteran needs to do. I also thought he executed outside the numbers as well. That pass on the out pattern to Kyle Juszczyk, 35 yards with Kyle Juszczyk, gets the ball and just let him get upfield, use his impressive speed for a fullback. So there were some really good moments for Jimmy. There's really good moments for the offense. Of course, there was some bad ones too. You know, the Moses-style block. You parted the Red Sea and let Don, uh, Aaron Donald come running right through. McGlinchey was going for his outside guy. Burford went to help the center. And you get a play where Donald is free. That was the second play of offense in the game. Not what you're looking for. 49ers, though, were able to counteract that. Daniel Brunskill came in and played well. Aaron Banks had some pancake blocks. Uh, Mike McGlinchey was talking trash to Jalen Ramsey. And so overall, it was good. And, you know, that's the thing. Debo Samuel also, what a tremendous play that was. To catch that ball up high uh, over the defender. He said he saw him coming out of the corner of his eye. Then plant, uh, juke the next guy, get upfield, make a guy miss, get a cut. Gets a huge block from George Kittle. Now it's in a foot race. But he has his old buddy there, uh, Brian Ayuk in front. Jalen Ramsey comes. He looks like he's got him squared up. And Debo runs through it. Gets behind Brandon Ayuk, and Ayuk finishes off a defender in the end zone to allow Debo Samuel to score. What a huge play in that football game. That was absolutely fantastic. This was one of uh, my favorite games to watch in a while because just the ups and downs. Uh, was, it a, was it a terrifically played game by the Niners? No. Was it terrifically played by one aspect of their game, uh, their team? Yes. thought the defense played top-notch, maybe the best that we've seen them all year, which is saying a lot because they've looked really good. I thought the offense played better than they did last week. You're going to need that continued development uh, for this team to be a team of destiny, like Bill Walsh used to call, call him. Uh, he used to talk about those 80s Bears teams. And when he was talking about the uh, 88 team, he said he knew they weren't good enough. They weren't a team of destiny. They didn't have the offense behind it. They, that's what you have to have. You have to have that offense enough to be good enough with a great defense. That was something the 2000 Ravens ran into. That was something the 2002 Bucks ran into. The 2015 Broncos. You have to have enough offense. Do the 49ers have enough offense? Hopefully. Uh, that's, that's the whole plan. But let's see how they continue to gel as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets more comfortable with being quarterback one. Being quarterback in San Francisco, as far as that goes, uh, hopefully that happens because uh, they got Carolina coming up next. But there was a lot of really nice plays in this game that the 49ers executed. Uh, there were some decisions by Kyle Shanahan that were criticized, including kicking a field goal uh, to make him go up eight. But I thought that was a smart move because if not, they're a, a touchdown away from being down in that game. 
Um, now they're not. Now they're sitting in first place in the NFC West. Every team in the NFC West is two and two, but uh, the fact the 49ers have two divisional wins, they have to feel really confident and comfortable with where they are. They have two winnable games coming up against Carolina and Atlanta. You say winnable because there's no guarantees in the NFL and you still have to go out there and execute. But uh, yeah, I, I like overall what's going on. Charvarius Ward only gave up eight yards. Ridiculous. Emmanuel Mosley and Charvarius Ward for the 49ers. So many opportunities blitz, uh, which D'Amico Ryan's blitz Matthew Stafford more than he's ever blitzed him in history. I mean, that's just how it was. And uh, they got after him early, often. They put the pressure on him to make the proper read. Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. And it paid dividends for the 49ers in the long run. But that is the Charvarius Ward effect. That's the Emmanuel Mosley effect on this football team. You no longer have a Josh Norman or an Aubrey Thomas out there that you can attack. And Aubrey was a rookie, but Josh Norman just had lost a step. It's a different thing. And now with Jimmy Ward and Jason Brett potentially coming back, this secondary could be even better than it is, which is already playing at a high level. Tayshawn Gibson probably could add an interception, um, but way to play good defense, Gibson. I'm not going to hate on you for that. Niners end up getting the win. Uh, but let's let's give out some awards here. So first off, what we're going to do is we're going to give an award for the block is hot defensive player of the So it's time for the block is hot defensive player of the game. And I think, is anyone shocked? Should I just put it up there? That is going to be Talano Hufanga. Talano Hufanga has been a defensive player, of the, you know, block is hot player of the week before this season already. He's fantastic. That interception, that pick sick was great. Um, but him just understanding offensive concepts and helping put defenders in the right spots has been huge. His play around the box has been huge. His blitzing, great. His coverage has been good on the back end as well, which was a concern. Run fits, coverage in the back end end up being, you know, concerns coming out of a rookie season. He's done a really good job of making sure all those concerns go away. The Talano Hufonga is definitely a defensive block is hot player of the game. But I didn't just have one uh, because I have Nick Bosa as well. Nick Bosa got after it with two sacks. Uh, he put pressure on all day. He had 14 pressures in this game. That is absolutely ridiculous from a defensive end. That's what you, if you're going to be able to do that in games, and pressure players like Matthew Stafford, you're going to be able to hold teams to under 10 points, which is unheard of in today's NFL. But Nick Bosa with a one heck of a game, moving around, uh, causing issues, 14 hurries, two sacks. I mean, what can you say about it? And there's actually one more. I'm going three this week because Dre Greenlaw had accounted for 15 sacks, 12 solo. He had three assisted uh, tackles. I'm sorry. Um, just an absolutely fantastic assisted tackles with three solo, 12. What a great game from Dre Greenlaw. He nearly had an interception. He nearly had a fumble recovery. So, I mean, Dre Greenlaw was flying around. The play that I remember most is him being at the in the middle of the field at linebacker, uh, then running a pitch play out to Cam Akers and him getting downhill, finding his window, and running down Akers and making a tackle for a two-yard loss. It was a fantastic play. It was right after they gave the illegal contact penalty to Fred Warner. We're cut right into Warner, which was a terrible call. Uh, it was probably one of the bad calls in the game. There wasn't that many. Overall, I thought it was pretty well officiated, but uh, Greenlaw makes a huge play. Greenlaw was looking good in this game. Very excited about this 49ers defense. Now, let's give away some offensive player awards. Who are our straight beast offensive players of the week?
So offensive straight uh, beast of the week has to start with a guy that goes 57 yards and a touchdown, runs over Jalen Ramsey. That's right. Debo Samuel has to get a game ball. He's just, he was fantastic. That play uh, looked like something off Madden. That play looked like something at a pop order football where you just give your best player the ball and let him go do something. And he did it Uh, right away. He made a great catch. Then he made Taylor Rapp miss him in the open field, which is fantastic. Makes another guy miss, runs through Jalen Ramsey, and then has enough speed to get to the end zone. Of course, Ayuk helps him as well. But Debo Samuel doing Debo things, it was absolutely fantastic doing what is asked of him, and he's making impact plays for this 49ers team. Debo's impact is felt all throughout this roster. I thought he definitely deserved it. And then here's one that'll be a little bit more controversial, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a game ball as a straight beast in this game because he didn't turn over the football. He made timely throws. He converted third downs. That's what you need from Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the recipe for success. Did he also make a absolutely fantastic throw that should have been a touchdown to George Kittle? Yes. Could he have thrown to Brandon Ayuk, who absolutely cooked Jalen Ramsey? Yes, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. But the good news was he didn't turn over the ball. Uh, he made key throws when he needed to, and he helped the 49ers win a football game. And that's what's important. When you have a defense that's this good, you need Jimmy Garoppolo to put the 49ers in place that can be successful, like the Jeff Wilson run, which he had a big part of. I think this is something that's important to recognize what Jimmy Garoppolo provides his football teams, the areas of strength. They are tre- tremendously different than Trey Lance. Uh, this run game is different without Trey Lance, uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo can do it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with this defense uh, could be really dangerous. He's going to have opportunities. I'd like to see the time of possession change. I'd like to see them run for more yardage, but if defenses are going to continue to give him the openings that they gave him, the Rams gave him, he's going to be able to find check out, you know, out wide and uh, these little slants and tunnel screens and things like that are going to be open where Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle uh, can do their magic and really cause some problems. So Jimmy, for not turning over the ball, very, very well done. And then there's one more, Jeff Wilson Jr. Elijah Mitchell's been out and Jeff Wilson Jr. has filled in really nice, but he has the big run. He shows the speed. He shows the explosiveness. But in this game, he had a lot of really good jump cuts and good reads, good vision. Uh, there was a couple that he missed on, of course. And I mean, that happens with every player. But a really good performance from Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm excited about what he's doing. He's running like his hair's on fire, making good reads. And that's what you need from your running back position. That's that's good because uh, Jordan Mason's not carrying the football. Marlon Mack's not carrying the football. Tevin Coleman wasn't carrying the football. It was all on Jeff Wilson Jr. A couple carries by Debo, but uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. got it done for this team, and I think that's important to remember. So those are our straight beasts. Now, I do have one player that I want to give a special award to, uh, so let's go and see who added someone to the Hurt Business. And the player that added someone to the Hurt Business is Brandon Ayuk. And I want to give credit to the wide receivers. I gave Juwan Jennings one earlier uh, this year. Now I'm giving it to Brandon Ayuk, that block he made to get Debo into the end zone, finishing it off, getting into it with Jalen Ramsey, getting physical. We've seen this from Brandon Ayuk. He's not getting pushed around, and I love it. So he gets the award, welcoming players to the Hurt Business with his great physicality. Gotta love when wide receivers block. I mean, that's the thing. This 49ers offense is unselfish. Uh, do they want the ball? Sure. But uh, if one of their teammates get it, they block for them. They work hard. And those are recipes for success in this league. 
All 11 guys have to be willing to sell out to block for their teammate. And if they do, it could be something special. I love the camaraderie between the between the guys. Brian Ayuk is going to have games where he's going to go off offensively. Uh, but when he's not, he's making plays with what he can. And that's blocking. That's doing the necessary things. He so uh, I thought I wanted to give a lot of credit to Brandon Ayuk for that. He made a huge impact on this football game, even when he wasn't catching the football. But overall, 40 yards, huge win over the Los Angeles Rams. What a performance it was. Now they got to get over it real quick because they got to take care of Carolina on a short week. But does Carolina present some, some troubling things? Of course. They got Brian Burns. He's good off the edge. You have Jalen Moore potentially starting with Colton McKivitt's going to be out six to eight weeks. So you've got some things that you got to do as far as scheming it up. Do they have an impact offense? They can. They have DJ Moore. They have LaVisca Chenault. They have Christian McCaffrey. They got Robbie Anderson. They got weapons. Baker Mayfield's pulling the trigger, which means Nick Bosa's looking to plant his flag with some more sacks. The last time they met, it was, it was in Cleveland. Four sacks for the 49ers. Can the 49ers duplicate the performance? I think it's going to be fun. Get ready to check out all the uh, episodes this week, of course. Um, check out what's already come out, but there's going to be more, including a game preview show. Also, a scouting report video over on Patreon. Patreon, there's new episodes over there, including 49ers face-off and slightly offside. You can check those out as well. Um, lots of cool stuff going on. Looking forward to this week. Join me for everything. And then after the game is over, join me for the game reaction show. We'll have a nice conversation for it. But keep in tune with the 49ers Cutback content all week. Hope you guys all have a good day. Enjoy yourselves. And we can enjoy a 49ers win and a 49ers first place in the NFC West at 2-2. Two two. It's a good day. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.